October is Liver Cancer and Liver Awareness Month. To commemorate, we'll learn more about this vital organ. The VCU Health Hume Lee Transplant Center is unsurpassed in providing state-of-the-art care to patients needing a liver transplant. This is Healthy with VCU Health. I'm Aileen Ellis. Joining me to talk about why Hume Lee is so successful at these surgeries is Dr. Marlon Levy, the director of the Hume Lee Transplant Center. So, Dr. Levy, what are the many causes that lead to an organ transplant? Well, I can give you a short list. The, the fundamentals are that uh, transplant teams recommend transplant when uh, it's felt that uh, the existing liver, you know, the one that patients have, um, is not going to lead to long-term survival for them. Uh, so that can come from any number of illnesses, uh, including um, hepatitis C that leads to cirrhosis, including liver cancers, including um, diseases such as sclerosing cholangitis or uh, biliary cirrhosis, including, uh, in some cases, uh, long-term alcohol use. But the fundamentals are that uh, when, when, the, uh, when the, the data tells us that patients are more likely to survive with a new liver than with the one that they have, and that's when teams would recommend uh, essentially swapping the livers out or what we call a transplant. So this place has a real history of innovation, and uh, it's my understanding that VCU Health Hume Lee Transplant Center has really positioned itself to treat complex patients with liver issues and liver donation issues. It really has. So we're one of the oldest uh, transplant centers in the world, uh, established by our namesake, David Hume, uh, in the late 1950s. We started with kidney transplant because that was the, the state of the art uh, 60 years ago, over 60 years ago. Uh, and then when the, when the technology evolved and liver transplants became a reality, then, of course, we, we became part of that as well. Uh, and we've uh, recently refocused our efforts on liver transplantation to include live liver donation, uh, to include some sophisticated, very futuristic ways of preserving the liver between the donor and the recipient so that the liver is as healthy as possible when we, when we do the transplant. And I understand you're one of the few in the nation to do bile duct cancer liver uh, issues and deal with that? We are. We are. Bile duct cancer uh, in, in our world, in our community, in transplant, uh, the transplants for bile duct cancer has waxed and waned over the years. You know, there was initially enthusiasm and then, and then the results weren't that good. And uh, so then centers would not transplant for a while for bile duct cancer. Uh, but then under, uh, under some strict protocols of um, radiation therapy, chemotherapy, uh, and very close surveillance, I think the, I think the community moved uh, slowly back towards it. Um, and, and we, uh, I think, are uh, at the forefront of a few centers in the United States where, where that's our approach. We, um, uh, we have a multidisciplinary team that, that uh, looks very closely at patients with bile duct cancer, uh, and when it seems that the best outcome is going to be with liver transplant, and that's what we do. And you also do quite a bit of research on liver transplantation. We do, we do. We have uh, we have uh, active labs uh, in uh, liver preservation, uh, in how to resuscitate a liver uh, after it's gone into shock. We uh, have uh, active investigators looking at liver cancer and what some of the what are some of the molecular markers of cancer and how do we, you know, get to a more precise diagnosis about uh, 
whether a cancer is going to have a good prognosis or a bad prognosis. So this summer, you all reinvigorated the Living Liver Transplant Program. Can you talk about that a little, please? We did. We did. So the, the, in the United States, the vast majority of transplants are from deceased organ donors, uh, people who have died and whose loved ones have donated their organs. Uh, in other parts of the world, that technology is not as developed. And so uh, live organ donation, in which we take uh, part of a liver from a healthy person and uh, transplant it into the, into the, um, the patient whose, whose liver is ill, is, is much more common elsewhere, in India, in Turkey, in Korea, for example. Um, that's a technology that I think is is catching up in the United States to the rest of the world. It's been, it's been around uh, in America for for quite some time, but the volumes have not been have not been high for a number of good but complex reasons. With the shortage of of uh, donor livers, uh, I think I think many of us in the transplant world realize that um, to get people transplanted to save lives, we have to we have to be able to do live liver donation as well. And so this summer, when you guys reinvigorated the program, what specifically, what changes in some ways did you make? Well, we, we imported expertise, actually. We, we brought some surgeons who had uh, experience with hundreds of cases in, in uh, other countries and, and um, brought them here and made sure that, uh, of course, they had all the right credentials to, you know, to uh, practice in Virginia and in America and really um, asked them to apply what, uh, what they had learned elsewhere and to apply that technology to our teams here in Richmond. So tell me why it's so important to have a live living donor. Well, the fundamentals are, I think, sadly, that uh, lots of folks who get on liver transplant waiting list will die while they're waiting uh, because they, they run out of time. There's simply, simply not enough uh, donor livers to go around from deceased organ donors. Uh, and in Virginia, for example, the, the chances of, uh, of living to the point where you get a transplant once you've been placed on a wait list is only about 80%. So one in five or 20% of the patients on the wait lists in Virginia will die before they can even get to transplant um, because of the shortage of, of donor organs. Uh, there's various ways we can tackle that. We can you know, try to improve uh, the care of the patient who has a failed liver and see if we can um, limp them along, if you will, until they can get transplanted. Or we can look to other, other sources of, uh, of liver, including live donor liver transplant. And who can donate a living liver? Fundamentally, any healthy person. Uh, so by healthy, we mean uh, somebody with uh, no cancer, no diabetes, no heart disease, no kidney disease. Uh, high, high blood pressure is okay so long as it's well controlled. It's typically a, a relative, not necessarily a blood relative. It can be a spouse, uh, but typically somebody who is who has strong emotional connections to the recipient and who you know who feels uh, the need to help them in this very unselfish way. And how long does it take the person who's donating part of their liver to recover usually? Yeah, the, the length of stay in hospital is fairly brief. It's uh, typically about five days or so, maybe a little bit more or maybe a little bit less. Uh, I think that on average, folks are back to feeling um, uh, pretty good after three to four weeks and back to pretty unrestricted physical activity after six to eight weeks. You know, everybody recovers at slightly different pace, um, but I think those are good guidelines. And their liver regenerates, right? It grows back to the regular size again? The liver is an amazing organ. It regenerates very quickly, actually. Uh, typically within three to four weeks, the liver is, is back to its original size, which is, which is remarkable. So this summer, it's my understanding that you guys had a father and son that did a living donation. 
and that was one of the first that you'd done in quite a while. We did. That uh, that worked out very well for, for both of them, and we were just uh, pleased as could be for them. And can you tell me just a little bit more about that particular process? By and large, I would say that their recovery was went as expected, um, but they've been in our clinic now for, for several months and are really doing quite well. So it's been a good it's been a good experience for them. Part of that reason is because you have such a patient-centered approach to this procedure. We're pretty obsessive. I think all um, all centers in America who do live donor liver transplants, I think, would say that they're pretty obsessive about safety first and making sure that uh, that there's no shortcuts and that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. That's absolutely right. And that includes, in addition to everything else, emotional counseling for the patient and the donor. Absolutely. Emotional counseling uh, uh, after uh, the surgery, emotional screening ahead of the surgery to make sure that uh, that there's uh, nothing hidden, no uh, secondary gain that we can identify, no um, coercion uh, either on the part of the donor or the recipient. Uh, so there's, um, there's a pretty thorough vetting process, not just in, on the medical side, uh, but also on the psychological side and the social side. So what else have I missed that you'd like to add about liver donations and live liver donations in particular? Well, I don't think you've missed anything, but it's a it's a complex story. It's an amazing gift for people to step forward and say, "Yes, go ahead and, you know, take out a piece of my liver even though they're they're a perfectly healthy individual and it's it, you know, ostensibly not not an operation that they need to undertake. There's some risks involved, and so uh, you know, one has to go in eyes wide open. It's major surgery and and I would never want to know, give the impression that it's uh, it's to be taken lightly. But for someone suffering from cancer, this is a life-saving procedure. Yeah, it's for the recipient. It's it's transformational for the recipient. Obviously, it saves their life. Many donors find it transformational and and find that it gives them um, a really new insight and new appreciation uh, for what we all go through. Um, so I think uh, I think it's important all around. Well, thank you very much for letting us uh, understand this procedure more. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, thanks so much for your interest, Aileen. Really appreciate it. Dr. Marlon Levy is the chair of the Division of Transplant Surgery and the director of the Hume Lee Transplant Center. For additional information about the Hume Lee Transplant Center, visit www.vcuhealth.org. To listen to other podcasts from VCU Health, visit vcuhealth.org slash podcast. This is Healthy with VCU Health. I'm Aileen Ellis. Thanks for listening.